0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. It's like old home week. Joel and Artie in the first half hour, now my old friend, the outstanding Sweeney Murphy joins us. Hello, my friend. I hope you and that great family of yours are doing well. We're doing great, Steve. How are you, sir? Nice to hear your voice. Uh, it's doing. I am doing great. Feel great. Um, got back at three in the morning from Iowa. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I actually sat uh,
1: probably like five or six seats down from Fran McCaffrey at the two thousand eight World Series. Yeah, uh, he was uh, he was coaching. I guess that. Venetius, Niagara, one of the Mexicans, I forget which. And his brother is a sport as you probably know, is a sports writer in Philadelphia. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah. and Jack's been struggling. His brother his brother Jack, who wrote for years for Sports Illustrated and many other publications, one of the great basketball writers out there ever. And so after the game last night, Dick Girardi and I went down and we talked to Fran for maybe five, ten minutes because we're asking him how Jack is doing, and he gave us a positive report that Jack is making positive strides, which is good. But So we're, we're happy okay. to hear that. Yep. Nice to hear. All right. So now let's get – I think he was coaching Sienna at the time. Uh Sienna, so Yeah, I knew was one of them. Yep. Yep. So now let's get to one of our favorite topics, baseball. And I'm going to start with something that's right there in your own wheelhouse, and that's the Yankees. Uh, They made a lot of moves in the offseason. One move, but let's talk about the move they did not make. You're around it every day. What do you feel were the reasons why they felt Aaron Boone should still be the right guy for this job?
1: I think it goes back to... Uh, something Brian Cashman probably said a few years ago, when he talked about the idea that you know Joe Girardi was their manager for ten years, and he hopes that Aaron Boone will be their manager for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with them feeling he was not connecting with players or pushing along with buttons or anything like that. Uh, you know, the Yankees fell by the wayside last year for a number of reasons. I think the thing that connects, and this is probably frustrating to fans because if you, you know, remember the Yankees of, of any generation, you, you know how quickly they used to act on different things, but this is a different group altogether. Brian yeah. Cashman has been the general manager for, for uh, over 25 years. He and Hal Steinbrenner have a very good working relationship. Um, the, trio of Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone have a good re- working relationship. They, they, they communicate about what goes wrong it, there isn't necessarily blame assigned for hey you did this wrong you're fired I'm going to get somebody else you know one of the things that and, and I talked to uh, and Yankee fans a lot who, who had this thing like well his father did this his father did that you know, I asked Hal about this once and he said that you know, first of all a lot of times what my father did didn't work, and mm-hmm. he was publicly criticized for it. Yep. So, I'm imagining there is a, a wonderful, psychoanalytic paper of some kind that can be written on why Hal Steinbrenner turned out the way he did when his father was George Steinbrenner. And everybody, you know, everybody wants him to be like his father, but when he was... when they wanted to act that way... That wasn't the popular version of George Steinbrenner. you know George Steinbrenner's image got rehabilitated because his team won World Series and he stopped right. firing people. That's right. You know, so that's they're in a they're in a kind of a stability right now that I think they enjoy the the you know the communication between them and they're not going to necessarily assign the blame of, of a win or a loss to one of their Failings, even if they are taking into account whether where what areas they failed in, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does. It does. Now there's the acquisition of Juan Soto, um, to this team, especially with right field. Well, you know how patient Soto is. But what do you think? What do you think of that acquisition as an all-around player?
1: Yeah, you know, I one he a phenomenal player and we talk about like what his down years were. Like like I mean if he had fifteen more down years like that, he's he's skating into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um I think that the great thing that you hope to accomplish if you are the Yankees is a first inning where okay, it doesn't have to be a two or three run homer in the first inning. Great if it is but you're talking about between Soto and Judge, two guys who you know routinely go deep into the count.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't, you know, wherever you want to put Anthony Rizzo, you want know, to put Rizzo fourth behind them. He's going to do the same thing. You know, I think if you attack it most most nights, if you put out that same lineup most nights, you could find 20, 25 pitches on the on, on the starter in the first inning. And just kind of start that machine rolling. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a five-run first, but you can make him throw twenty-six pitches in the first inning, and you know maybe he's gone by the third. Right. You know, the Yankees used to have this mentality of trying to get the starter out by the fifth inning. Well, That's you know, those right. times have changed. Right. People don't care if you're not. People only want four innings out of their starters on right. on. on on some nights on many nights, depending on who the starter is, because they can mm-hmm. go deeper into their pen and and match up well so that philosophy of get into a hundred pitches and get them out of the ball game you know now like you, you kind of have to pounce a little bit if you want to do that because you know four innings and a team is generally going to be prepared to finish out a ball game if their starter only gives them four you know four good innings um, but the the principle is the same, You just have to kind of step up the timeline a little bit. I think a lineup that has Soto and Judge and Rizzo, if you can get them all up in the first inning, and I know you know Judge just talked about batting third, which you you probably want to, you know you're going to break up lefties. You're going to it's going to be Soto, Judge, Rizzo, most I, I would think. Um, you can you can do that to a number of guys, and you know don't pitchers pitchers better. You know you have your aces who are going to. So we're going to have a, a one, two, three first or a quick first, but you know, starters two, three, four, and five on a given night, you know, they they might find themselves nibbling, and if they nibble, well, you know, yeah. you're going to find yourself you know with first and second and one out and Anthony Rizzo at bat, you know, staring mm-hmm. at the short porch. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a daunting task.
0: Now that also means in all likelihood, Aaron Judge goes to center field with Soto playing right field. Look, we don't know if Judge is right or not after this toe injury thing uh, and coming back from it. What does that move to center field mean to you in that regard for him? Because, I mean, I think he plays a good center field when he's out there. But what are your thoughts?
1: I think he plays a good center field, but I don't think he's – I don't think your team is at its best if he is your starting center fielder. Um, Right. But there's, there's a reason a couple of years ago, I mean, it didn't work out because of, uh, I mean, you know the reasons why, but he had himself a great postseason with Harrison Bader. Um, he actually played very well in that postseason, but the Yankees needed a center fielder. They knew they just couldn't keep running Aaron Judge out there. Right. And Judge is fine, but if you're going to try to figure out how to win at the margins, you're going to want a better defensive center fielder than Aaron Judge and if you can get him. And I think that's always the goal. Um you know, I'm interested to see where Trent Grisham falls into this mix and, and exactly where he plays and, and how you move guys around late in the game. You don't, give, you don't want to lose an at-bat from a guy from a Soto or a judge if you can help it, but depending on the score, are you willing to risk that at-bat for, for a better defensive uh, outfield? Um, I think it'll depend on situations um from game to game. Uh but you know, if you're measuring it out, sure you can play Iron Judge in center field if you want, but the cumulative wear and tear of covering that much ground and putting that much stress, more stress, onto your body each day. Mm-hmm. And unless I know there's a lot of people who sit there and say, you're just standing around the outfield. You know, that's 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 what you do in 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 your softball league. That's what you do, you know, somewhere else. It's not what you do in the major leagues. I mean, these guys, you know, if you see what these guys look like after they've played nine innings, you'll understand that they have put an effort into it. Yep. And trying to watch Aaron Judge play center field for a hundred and something times, you know, I I don't think you're, I don't think you're getting the best out of him that way. I don't think you're prolonging his health that way. I don't think that you're really putting your best alignment together that way if you can help it. I know you have to get forced into it and you can do it, but I don't think it was their first choice and it's not my first choice. You're just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you, you can't reshuffle your deck every time. You kind of have to play what's in your hand.
0: Uh, Baltimore is interesting. New ownership is coming in despite the veiled threats. They were going to stay in Baltimore anyway. But they have a young team and probably aggressive ownership that can re-sign a lot of those guys. What do you think of Baltimore and the young talent they have? Because they're all not going to be of the same quote, star power, but they won a lot of games last year.
1: I think that I, I, I wish they had taken a bigger swing this winter, um in free agency and and, and, they, and, and obviously listen, they got Corbin Burns from Milwaukee, so that's a big move. Yes. Um that should certainly help. But I say that because it's really, really hard to sit here and say any more in sports. Hey, this team's young. Watch out; their time is coming. You know, right. that time comes and goes really quickly.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know, they're, they're tight windows.
1: Seriously, Steve, two years ago, we were, weren't we saying the same thing about the Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah, and and now where are they? You know, the yep. Blue Jays are, are are inching closer to losing players to free agency, and it's going to be like, well, what did they do? You know, there's that is, I think the danger in looking at teams and saying wait two more years mm. man it is so hard to have everything go right yeah. one year let alone back to back years and everybody thinks that you know the climb is not always straight up you know yeah. there is you're right they have a lot of young talent but it is it is entirely possible that Baltimore struggles with some underperformance, some injuries, some slumps, things like that, and all of mm-hmm. a sudden, you know, they go from one hundred one to eighty-eight. And you say, "What happened?" But then maybe next year they go back to ninety-six, and um, and they're back on the upswing because things worked out. You know, that that's why you know why what Texas did last year. You know,
0: right? Yep
1: they they finished it right. And you can't always count on the oh, our time is coming, wait till next year, you know, like you know the Brewers have been in that mode mm-hmm. for a while you know the the what the Phillies runs have been the last couple of years they've been great, but you're looking at when when you're looking at Bryce Harper in his prime, you know you don't want to wait till next year that's you know, exactly the, right. The Yankees have Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole you know, when they sign him for 9 years and 10 years you know, you're not envisioning the best of them in years 7 8 and 9 you're envisioning the best of them in years 1 2 and 3 so go out right. and win now um and, and I think that's where that's what Baltimore's mindset should be that's where I hope it is I'm pretty certain that's where the manager's mind is cuz you know he knows those kinds of things um but it's going to be up to them to put you know, to put that urgency on the players. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to take maybe some, some, some veteran presence during the course of the year, uh, trade deadline, that kind of thing. But, but just something to, to push that a little bit and say, listen, it's well and good that you're young and you can see yourself competing for a few years, but you know, also realistically you're in the AL East. Okay. The Yankees and Red Sox. are not going to be down forever. They're going to start swinging and spending like they know how soon enough to a better win now, which is why it is, in a lot of ways, disappointing that Tampa Bay was never able to really do that, that Toronto hasn't done that. And if Baltimore misses this window, those windows don't last forever, Steve, especially when you're playing in that same division with with Boston and New York.
0: Yeah, And I talk about windows all the time yeah, It's it's exponentially tighter than people realize uh, So I, last question is going to be about the Dodgers We know what they did in the offseason How fascinated are you at what the Dodgers can and can't do As they play through six months
1: I, I, you know, I, as everybody else is, I mean, this is a show that we are, you know, no pun intended, we are, we want to watch this and see how far they go. Because, frankly, you know, you've seen them plenty of times win 95 and 100 games. Mm-hmm. It's only ended in the World Series once. That was in the shortened 2020 season in recent yep. times. Yep. Um, this team has put a lot into it. And listen, frankly, I always believe that sports are. We, we all love the idea of everybody having a chance and and parity or whatever you want to call it. But always, you know, sports are at its best when when everybody's chasing a, a kind of common thing. And maybe that goes back, you know, to like to childhood. Your childhood, my childhood. We remember different dynasties, and those are you know, sports are always great when you're chasing a common uh, common enemy, so to speak. And I think the Dodgers being that right now is good for the sport, is good for baseball. A um, lot of interest in what they're doing. You know, when when the Yankees and the Dodgers are good, and you know the Red Sox and the Cubs and everybody else, you know, sure some some people are going to roll their eyes, but you know, check the TV ratings. You know, the, people are watching when those teams are in. There's interest when those teams are in um you know when when sports Illustrated, it used to be a thing they were on the cover a lot um that's that's where the Dodgers are right now, and they have the most fat- they have the best players the most fascinating players when you're talking about otani and bets and, and i i think you just want to see what they can do on a stage and if they can complete this um it's it's just a it's 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 fun to watch. They're a good baseball team. Are they going to Are they going to win 100 games? Are They going to win the World Series? I don't know because you know that's not how the sport works. Six but, months, you know, all all the time. But wow. I I I'm going to enjoy watching it because I'm a fan of the sport and great performances. And you know, I, I don't I'm not one of these guys who's going to root them the fall of the face. Man, I'm going to see Betsel play playing the playoffs to see what they can do. You know, no disrespect to other teams if they happen to beat them, great. But you know, you want you watch sports because you want to see greatness. Yeah. What what could be better than seeing the stars The biggest stars in the sport In a playoff environment Seeing if they can perform
0: Well, and, but there's another element too And I'll just leave it as a last comment People will tune in for a couple of reasons One, they are rooting like heck for you Number two They're rooting against, against you And want to see you fall on your face And they, <laughs> they find that enjoyable yeah. too There's a couple of reasons
1: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. But you know what? That's what you know. That's what drives it. And you know, I I think, I think you find that there's probably some apathy or some segment of baseball fans who 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 maybe didn't necessarily get drawn in by Diamondbacks and Rangers and didn't care to tune in. You know, you can you can roll your eyes at you know, Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but you know, people will watch People will come yeah. Ray People will most definitely come
0: <laughs> Well uh, you get that mic drop moment There you go Sweeney Hey always a pleasure Outstanding your work is tremendous I appreciate you so much You know that from all the years we've known each other
1: Steve it's great to uh, Hear your voice I uh, Hope you had fun at Rec Hall it Looked like a lot of fun the other night and uh, I'll be listening watching, and watching uh, I always appreciate you reaching out Thanks for your yeah. kindness
0: You're the best my friend thank you